Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of We Speak English Good. I'm currently in the confines of my mother's house in Toledo, Ohio. It was a calm morning. I woke up a little early. The rain was coming down and it's hitting the roof of the house. And that's really nice. It's a really nice way to work. So, I don't know. You probably can't hear it, but the rain's coming down. It's nice. It's weird being in a place where it rains a lot, even though I grew up here. I've been in California for the last 11 years. So, anyways, I am um, in Ohio. We made it to Ohio from Eugene, Oregon, which was where this podcast was recorded. And we even referenced it. Our transmission was starting to go out, or at least um, on its way out. We got it band-aided. Band-aided? We got a band-aid for it, and we made our way across the country, and uh, we're back in Toledo. We had my nephew, well, you guys know nephew, Marcus got married, and my cousin Mike got married in New York, and that was beautiful. We just got back last weekend. We went to New York and had a wonderful time. It was, uh, I mean, New York's always a beautiful city. I love going there. I love being there, and now... My wife wants to live there. So Detroit's a no-go because we looked at the neighborhoods which we could afford a house in, and they are terrible. So Detroit's off the off the docket. We are probably going to somehow try to live in New York City, which is one of the hardest cities to function in if you're not a millionaire. Or a billionaire. Anyways, I'm talking with lower amounts of energy than usual because I'm trying not to wake up my family who is in the room next to me. So if you'll excuse me not being so excited, every uh, excited, it's only because I don't want to wake people up. Anyways, yeah, so there's a lot to go over. Um, me and Rain will probably be doing some kind of of podcast to do an overview of the trip. We're still trying to figure out how we're gonna approach it, and uh, yeah, it should be it should be fun, good old time. Anyways, um, I only got four podcasts when I was over the, on the road. Being on the road is kind of crazy. Um, especially the way we were doing, we are van lifing, so we are just pulling up in a neighborhood and sleeping in our van, and, and <clears throat> it can be kind of creepy, and it can be pretty exhilarating and freeing. One of the things I discovered about van life that I really appreciated is that it forced you to live in the moment and not worry about past or future, um, you know, being present. That was great. Um... But, I mean, it's not like that all the time. But for the most part, I mean, you got to be on your toes. And you got to know what's going on around you at all times and not be oblivious to any kind of danger that might be approaching. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that is not how you should approach van life. Like, danger is coming at every corner. But that's how I did because I have a three or I had a three year old with us and I wanted to protect him. 
anyways, um, so we're going to get into the first installment of the the podcast that I got from The Road, and that is, like I said, Wonder. And you can find Wonder at IamWonder.net, and she has all kinds of uh, stuff online that you can find her on YouTube, and I think it's uh, Wander Truly, at Wander Truly, or Wonder Truly. See, I keep on saying Wander. It's Wonder and I'm sorry, Wonder. I even called her Wander on the podcast. And that's why I'm re-recording this. Because I keep I kept calling her Wander when it's Wonder. Like Stevie Wonder. Anyways. <laughs> go to IamWonder.net to stay up to date on all her um, shows coming up. Right now she's doing a lot of West Coast shows. So if you're on the West Coast, you're lucky. Because um, she's going to be heading your way pretty soon. And uh, let me see if I can find a few dates. Just so... I mean, she has tons and tons of dates. Tons and tons and tons. So, um, let's see. We'll start off... This will probably be released... Let's just let's just do end of October and into a little into November... So we're going to go October 20th, Salem, Oregon at the Victory Club. October 21st, Salem, Oregon. And um, just a typo, wonder. Um, it says 2021 for Salem, Oregon, which I don't think there is 20 months in a year. But <laughs> it's a typo. Uh, so it's October 21st at Salem, Oregon at the 1859 Cider Company. 1022 Eugene, Oregon at Sweet Cheeks Winery. 1026, Eugene, Oregon, Black Forest, TBD, oh, for time, um, let's see, October 28th, Rescue California, house concert, email me for details, which you can email her, I'm sure you can find her email address on her website, I am tr- I am wonder.net, uh, let's see, 1029, Mendocino, California, The Flow Restaurant, and 1031 in Mendocino, same place, Flow Restaurant. November, Sequoia, California, Discretion, Discretion Brewery. Um, November 2nd, Scotts Valley, California, Steel Bonnet Brewing. So, let's see, 11-3. And this is all 2017, so if you're in the future, then you missed the shows. San Francisco, the Free Wheel Brewing Company. Uh, 11-4, San Francisco, California Red Poppy Art House, 116 San Francisco Cava Lounge. So there's lots of more. Oh, well, hold on. There's Ocean Beach, California at the Ocean Beach uh, Farmer's Market. Oh, I wish I could have seen that. And then she'll be playing in Springville. And that's 11-8. So that's on a Wednesday. I know that because the Farmer's Market is on a Wednesday. Uh, and then in Spring Valley at De Oro Mine Company. Great places to play. Awesome. Um, Hollywood, the Republic of Pi on eleven ten, and then also double uh, double header. So Republic of Pi at six p.m. and then um, bar twenty on sunset at eleven thirty on um, November tenth, two thousand seventeen. So there's a ton of dates up there, and I just wanted to read off a couple just in case she's near you sometime. Anyways, let's get into the show here. <clears throat> we got a great show. We're going to be listening to a couple tracks off of her, uh, off of an al- off of one of her albums. And I let me see what album it is, just so we can promote it. Uh, this far alive. 
And we're going to be listening to two uh, studio tracks, and some of the other ones are live and acoustic tracks, and it gives you a good idea of what to expect if you go to her show. Um, I loved watching her. She's awesome with the loop pedal. She does cool things, and um, I don't know. I think you'll like her, too. So um, go to randommystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com dot com stay up to date there we got some new music in the works we're recording with the wonderfully talented tim felton of the surefire soul ensemble um i got some cool stuff i'm working on here i'm i'm reaching out to local artists and uh, so i will be talking to you guys soon so um write the show we speak english good at gmail.com and you can check out the whites the white the white site i'm at website you can check out the website at we speak english good.net all right folks let's get into wonder <laughs> Velveeta, it says Vito Velveeta. Uh, my father liked Velveeta, but it also like killed him in a way because he, he had a congestive heart failure and he stopped, he wouldn't stop eating like shit. So like he was seriously eating himself to death. It says Vito Velveeta, so it's not like an homage to um, his death, but it's more like down with Velveeta. Even wow. though it's like completely branded Velveeta on my arm, and you wouldn't even know that that says Vito unless wow. I said that. So it's for my father. Wow. <laughs> and here I thought it was a really like whimsical, like, oh, he's got Velveeta on his arm. It is, it's that too, because I can tend, I tend to be silly, but um, it's that, and also I've realized that it's, well, it's come to mean something more than that. It's come to me, to me not to eat myself to death um, because I've had a weight problem. I was like 320 pounds in high school. So it's sort of a reminder like, hey, put down the pasta and Velveeta or whatever. This is like, this is the actual cool one. I think it's cool. I there like you go, you got the keyboard in there. Yeah, you know, hey. Um, yeah, it's my little sugar skull headphone thing and then this is um this is uh being 23 and drunk and letting someone with a needle oh, tape to no. a big pen go to town you're kidding no no this no, is this what? is complete, this tapestry is that what they call it oh <laughs> i got a couple more so i got srv down here for stevie ray Vaughan. And then I got BB King down here, or BB, just says BB. 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 But it just, I'm, I'm just going to show you because this is ridiculous. There you go. Oh no. It really looks like 8D. And the joke was like, if you found me passed out drunk, just return me to 8B apartment. Oh, 8B. I got it. That's pretty uh -huh. funny. That's really silly. But what's, uh, what's the airplane? That's sort of a. Oh, that's, uh, I'm in airplane mode right now. I'm saving my data. <laughs> I like that. Right on. Once I put the password in, it'll, it'll be the little five bars. Oh, you'll, yeah, have, yeah. you'll have full service. Right on. So, you're kind of on... So, your legs of tour are kind of split up, right? That's what I'm, that's what I'm taking? Yeah, they, they were. It's like... 
I found that's the system that works best for me is I'll do like a bunch of shorter shorter legs that are anywhere from like a week to a month long and then I'll like go for a really long spurt of like six to twelve weeks. That, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, like when we were touring I'll do like I'll do like long weekends at the most like two weeks. Because I have family. Right, yep. We run a business. Do you have kids? No. Congratulations. Thank you. You win. Do you want kids? <laughs> Me neither. No. I didn't want kids. But now that I have one, I like them. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, shit happens. We weren't planning it. It's like two selfish musicians, like, let's bring a child to this world. It was a surprise. Anyway. Right on. Um, are you are you making the kid pull her weight? Fuck yeah. He's out there. Tambourine man? Yes, yes. Actually, when I met you, we had just come from across the street at the farmer's market. We were busking. His little ass was out there hitting the tambourine. It wasn't on beat, but, you know, like, you gotta put him out front. He's like, what, three? Three. Yes. Yeah. Do you have any, like, nieces or nephews or anything? Not little ones, no. No. Right on. No, actually, I don't have any nieces or nephews. They're all cousins. Oh, okay. I was like, wait a minute, that would have to mean that one of my sibling side kids, and they don't. Are you an only child? No, I'm the oldest. Oh, you're the oldest of how many? Three? Mm -hmm. do, you have, do you have music lineage in your family? My dad was pretty musical. Oh, yeah? What do you do? Fail. <laughs> <laughs> At music or just at life? They're like <coughs> holistic failure. Oh wow, this is like an, like an existential failure of life. Okay, wow, do you get along with him? No. Okay, yeah. Oh no, we haven't talked in like three years. Right on. So what, what did he play? Um, he, he's a decent guitar player. Uh, played keys, okay. Uh, lots of like, like churchy, churchy mm. stuff, you know, we're just like really basic. Yeah. Um, and he sang and he wrote lyrics. Um, but he did good drumming. He did, he was a drummer as well? He really liked being the jack of all trades and doing everything himself and having a record studio. That's kind of how I feel. I feel like I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Just sort of get in where I fit in. Honestly, I have no idea how I was able to work as a full-time musician in San Diego. But I think that's that, I think that's more of a self-esteem problem. Did you do um, like session work or like? I was more of a hired gigs? gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I would do some session and then mostly I just hired for keyboard. How does that work? So if somebody's just like, we've um, got a gig and we need keyboardists, yes. Yes. Well, here's it, the charts? It basically, it started me answering a Craigslist ad after I got fired from a job that I hated, cubicle job. Um, and then I just answered this ad and luckily, like three members of that band played in like 50 other cover bands. So I was able to make a good living doing covers. And then I got pulled into reggae, which ended up taking over my life, which I didn't really like reggae that much. I mean, I like Bob Marley and shit, you know, it's all good, but reggae sort of took over and I got really deep into the scene and I like it now. Nice. That's fun.
Um, so is this your job? Is this like mm -hmm. what you do? Mm -hmm. So you just you just do wonder. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, what is like a work week for you? Um. Well, I play anywhere from four to seven days a week, and if I have a day off, I'm either driving all day, or um, or I'm like working on emails and doing computer stuff. Okay, so you, you do it all yourself. Yeah, that's currently cool. keep it in house. Have you been approached by for approach for management, or have you ever sought it out? People dangle it, and then I'm like, I, I ask them if they can keep up with me, and then they never show up. So I, I understand. I've ran across that before, where it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you all these things and promises, and then it's just whatever. It's the whole like nobody. Like they bring it up and they like, it's such a scheme where it's like they try to get you excited and then if you're like not stoked about it and if you're like not buying it right. and you're very much like show me the money, they right. just like vanish, which is fine because right. they would do that anyway. <laughs> right, right. It's better to just sort of see through the facade right up front than to be... You know, because you let a couple things slide. It was like, okay, well, that didn't work out, but at least they got me here and whatever. But then all of a sudden, once you start to get more, you get more involved, things get really twisted. Oh yeah. That is a bad Oh, there we go. Stuff. My knees are jacuzzi. I'm gonna go swimming in this. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Such medicine. Um, have you read the Amy Poehler book? Yes, please. Oh no, I read the uh, I read the Amy Schumer book. Um, you did. Amy Schumer. Oh my god. Was it two? The Boss of Pants? I don't think it was. I think I just. You said Amy, and I was like Schumer, and you said Polar, but I know who Amy Polar is. Uh, okay. Anyways. Well, she has a really good um, segment in the book about like in the entertainment industry and like the accolades and the awards and like um, she calls it like the pudding oh, she's okay. like you can't want you can't want the pudding right. and you can't like admit to yourself or anybody else that you want the pudding because once you admit that you want the pudding you really really want it you know <laughs> right right so it's just like you have to be you have to be super nonchalant and just like kind of passive and not not let them see how much you want it right right well you can't come off thirsty, right? You can't right. come off desperate and like, oh my god, just look at me, this is, oh. And by the way, I'm going to be referencing my phone, I'm not being rude and like texting or anything. I'm, I actually have questions that I wrote down, so don't, uh, don't take it as me like not paying attention and being that asshole. Just like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> now I'm just lounging in my miso jacuzzi. Oh, please do. My, with the massage bubbles. Oh, yeah. Turn the jets Look, on. It that. even looks like it, too. Oh. It does. It's pretty good. It has uh, mushrooms in it. And stuff. It's good for your skin. Is it? Oh. Here we go. Out of practice. <laughs> so, when, so when did you stop um, did you ever have a day job at all, like a job job? Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah, I've had lots of them. Right on. Yeah, I did. 
started in retail like you do, and then I did did a bunch of like um, did catering, did house cleaning. I had a painting business for a minute. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, taught swim lessons. Hey-o. I sold Advocare. Is that like Avon? Yep. Okay. Avon for nutrition supplements. Oh, okay, okay, sweet, sweet. So it's that kind of thing. Drove for Uber. I did food delivery. Uh, yeah, done a lot. So when did you um, when did you take the leap off the cliff and just was like, I'm doing me? Um, I was in the middle of working as a customer support representative at American Family Insurance, and I got a freak work injury that resulted in like losing all function in my left arm. Oh my god. Um, and I was like, well, if I if I ever heal from this, I just gotta like use my body for the one thing that I want to do with my <laughs> life. Um, so then I quit my job, and all the jobs that I worked after that were just like to fuel this and yeah. to make this happen. Okay, so how long has it been since you've been just doing this? Four years. Four years. Cool. I love that. Um, yeah. Let's see. For me. Ooh. Oh, Thank you. Nice. It's like a little cocktail umbrella with your my sushi. Your sushi. What? What is that? Sushimi. Sashimi. Sashimi. On some kind of um, a bed of like bed of bean sprouts or something. It's like a little papery kind of. Yeah, I don't know. Shredded, shredded thing. This is Instagram worthy right here. Totally. <laughs> Which it's uh, I am. Uh, oh, it's, it's Wander Truly. Wander, at, at Wander Truly. Wander. At Wonder, Wander. Yeah. I keep saying Wander. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm very, I, I apologize. It's all good. Um, I'll probably be apologizing a lot in this interview. Um, when you, uh, I don't know, when I found that I was able to s start doing this on my own, I, I, and not have to rely on like an external source, like, you know, insurance or stuff, I found it was like super liberating and and like super scary. Did you find it like I don't know? Can you relate to that or is that just where you I just mean, like this is what I'm doing and I'm fine with whatever happens? Kind of both. Like a lot happened to me in between when I was like, this is all I want to do with my life and I need to be doing it until um, like between that and when I got hired in 2014 to sing on cruise ships, oh, like, good. my entire life kind of just, like, fell apart. Hmm. Um, which made it a lot easier to, like, build my life up around right. this. Was it, like, a relationship that happened, or...? Yeah, it was, like, relationship, it was housing, mm -hmm. it was, like, faith. Ah. Look at that salad. Good well, guys. So good, thank you. It's so hard to eat healthy when you're on the road, like just like when you're traveling. All For the time. sure. So you, uh, so you sort of found solace in building your own business of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, in a way. What about you? Like, when did you and your lady kind of make that leap? Well, she got pregnant and she was working for the YMCA and she was like corporate level YMCA. Oh, wow. But I love YMCA, even though they threw her under the bus. But that's why I taught swim lessons. At the Y? Mm hmm. She was, um, she taught for the city of San Diego uh, swim lessons for like 10 years, like all through high school. And, nice. And she actually went to Seattle Pacific. SPU, yeah. SPU, yes. That's where she went to school, that's where she got her bachelor's in music. But she got thrown under the bus and she was given the option to become a work grunt for camp or um, quit. Oh. So get a demotion to like nine fifty an hour, mm. and she was like, "Okay, I see what's going on here." Bounced, and then so she was like, "I can do this same shit that they're doing," like, because she was in charge of childcare and programming, and so she would, um, um, she basically learned the YMCA basically taught her how to run a business because she had to do books, she had to keep you know pay all the vendors, she had to know yeah. how to do all this stuff. So basically she just stopped doing that and then we started just sort of nice. doing that. So we kind of, st we started these programs for after school because as you may know, our public school system is crumbling and, um, and the first thing to go is art, music. And so we started teaching art and we started a glee club at different middle schools around the city and nice. so we're sort of able to use that and then also I'm hustling on the side gigs and she plays so what I've found about being just completely self-sufficient is that it's not purely one thing well not for me it's not always just purely one thing that I'm doing Mm -hmm. It's like we're doing several things to try just to you know make ends meet, mm -hmm. but it's the most satisfying thing in the world, don't you think? It's like like it, it, like what I what I heard when you were telling me about your job. It sounded like you always were geared towards entrepreneurship. Like you're always sort of trying to figure out how to do your own thing and not have to answer anybody. Is, I mean, that sound about right? I don't mind having to answer anybody. Uh, I really, really, really miss working in a team environment and like having somebody like who I can trust who like knows what they're doing more than me. But I just found it like on an almost cosmic level it just wouldn't work and like something would happen no matter what it was, what job I was working in, like I would end up like letting the team down. With the exception of my first couple jobs, like the um, my first retail job, the store ended up closing, um, and then like other stuff was just like student jobs. But everything serious after that was just like something would end up happening, and just like I wasn't, yeah, wasn't cut out for it, or just like my life was kind of pushing me in a different direction. I feel it. I feel it. Um, I kind of, I was listening to some of your songs that are on your website, and it sounds like. Some of it sounds a little bit like what you're just talking about, where it's like you're afraid you're gonna let people down or whatever. It is. Oh yeah. That's what I glean from it. From I listened to it, you know, on the way over here. Right on. 
I don't know if that's accurate or not. Does your podcast have an Instagram? It does. What is I it? just friended you, actually. I added you to We Speak English Good. It's a silly name, but... I thought that was you. That was me. Right on. Um, yeah. No, I, I, So... You want to work in a team environment, have you thought about putting like a band together, or does that never really work out? Um, well, but here's the thing, I really enjoy eating and being able to afford food. <laughs> and, and not having to give your food away to other people? In monetary sense. Yeah. I got you. Um, I'm definitely like, hardcore, very control freak. Mm -hmm. um, in a way that benefits me really well because like I just have a I have a I have a keep up with me attitude that um, can come off as really 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 condescending or is not valuing the people who work with me um, and it's hard to do that in a partnership the most successful band uh, experience I had was for my first winter tour which was my first tour in at the end of 2015, and I did a Kickstarter for it, and $2,000 of the Kickstarter was allotted for the salary of my bandmate, mm. and I brought him on, and I like paid him for the month, and it was going to be like 2000 and then we were going to split like whatever was left, Right. Um, and that way like his role was really, really clear, Right. Like, yeah. and he was like... You work for me. Sort of. I mean, like yeah. we were still like very much partners, and we like looked out for each right. other, but like at the end of the day, he... And this is this is probably just his nature too to like take care of people, but like he had my back and was like always like making sure I was eating and like taking over. There was one drive that we did where he drove like 20 hours straight because it was my turn to drive and then it started snowing and I'd never driven in snow before. Oh yeah, that's right because it doesn't really snow in Seattle, or when it does, the city kind of shuts down, right? Like, right. Like people yeah. kind of like lose their mind. Right. So, but that didn't work out. Oh, it did. It was just oh. for the for the one tour, and then we, um, like, he lives in Boise. Okay. And like, and I can't afford to kickstart every single tour. Right, right. And like, pay him every time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, and, fans, we're gonna do it again. Yeah, and I'm not gonna ask him to, you know, like, take these huge financial risks. Right. Every time. But was he like a guitarist? Mm -hmm. Guitar, singing, um, tambourine, accordion even. He picked up accordion for the tour for me. Yeah, I it was love, amazing. I love accordion. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't play where the shit, but I love it. It's, uh, my, uh, my uncles in Mexico, they, they had like a Tejano band. Oh, nice. They had, uh, I remember my, my uncle, he had a pink guitar bright pink Fender acoustic guitar and my other uncle had the accordion and we go down to Mexico and they just sort of put on the, you know, it's fun. Right Kids on. Running around. Everyone plays soccer in the streets. Like Where that. in Mexico? It's outside Guadalajara. It's okay. a little village that's now completely overran by cartel. My parents my mother can't go down there because she used to go down to the property every year and clean out the, just, you know, spring cleaning. Yeah. Keep it up. It's a huge ranch style place. Um, 
Yeah, so about five years ago, they stopped going because the cartels took over and, you know, they lost their accent they had down there. So they, everyone knew that they weren't, they didn't belong or they weren't, at least they were from there, but not anymore. Yeah. So that draws attention. And they... <laughs> great. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, everyone in Mexico thinks Americans are rich. So, not everyone. That's such a generalization. But in, in that village. So, you tried that once and you were just not really just like, I'm just gonna fly solo now. Well, I mean, I don't really have any other choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and I didn't. Have you, have you done like a band Sort of. I was supposed to do this tour with my partner, who um, he and I toured for like 12 days last winter at the like, tail end of I'd been touring for eight months, and and I was like, you and I should tour. Like, we'd never, we'd never even played a show together. But I was like, we should just tour for a while and see what's up. And we just went on a little 12-day thing, and it was really, really fun. And... Um, it kind of like reignited my my love of music and playing because I'd gotten really salty and bitter, and he was just so happy to be out playing. Um, and that was very inspiring to me. And then um, at the end of that, we he and I talked about just like starting a band and building really slow. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna tour for a while. I'm gonna take a break from touring. Try to be responsible. And, like, have this <laughs> steady cash flow. And, and uh, so he and I we would like play some shows, and we would rehearse, and it was like really fun. And like, he's brilliant; he's the best musician I've ever met in my entire life. He's so good, yeah. But um, then things just kind of like just didn't didn't work out for, yeah. for this tour. Like there's, we're very much used to like running the show of our own. Yeah, projects yeah. and it's uh, how my wife is which funny enough we met in a band and by the end she had take she took over the band she was just a backup singer for a hip-hop band by the end she was like running so she automatically just starts taking ownership of everything she, she, I honestly believe she thinks she's the boss of the world but that's okay because in the end, I think I need direction, and so that helps. Mm -hmm. But we stopped being in bands together <laughs> because of that. Because we're both opinionated and mm -hmm. So, So she has her own band, which is like, I'm kind of jealous because it's totally awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally cool. They just recorded a, a three song EP at my friend's house, all on the tape. All analog, all these old, um, old, um, old amps, old preamps. You know, like he has the whole stuff, but it's in his house, and it was like super cheap. It was like thirty-five dollars an hour. Whoa! Yeah, and it's amazing. Shout out to Tim Felton, Surefire Soul Ensemble. They're amazing. You should check them out. They're like, um, it's in the vein. It's like. San Diego, like surfy, but not, but like funk. It's, okay. So like, think, I don't know, what's the band? Oh my God, come on, Sharon Jones, Dap Kings. Okay. Think Dap Kings in the vein of Dap Kings. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, it's so, that's such a like chronic thing lately that I've, like not just in music, but just like in music and business and life and in like partnerships, just like there's it's such a generation of women who are just like, ah, and like really aggressive and like taking so much initiative and taking over. And then like, and the question that I've heard circulated and that I've even circulated in the past is just like, like why are the men so passive? Like, like why why do I have to do all the work? Like da 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 da. And it's and in actually when my partner and I had our like really long oh we can't tour together talk. It was like. He was just like, I've never felt like I was a partner, and just like, you were doing all this, and you never consulted me on this, and da 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 And I was like, well, I figured that if you wanted to be a part of it, you would have showed up right. and like made your voice heard. Right. Like, I have a very much, like, I'm not going to slow down for anybody which, mentality. Which, why? You know, why? why? Why would you? I mean, if you care about someone, like, maybe you should think about slowing no, down for them. I understand. I understand what you're saying. No, and... I, I completely relate because my wife's the same way, and she, she honestly, we're on this van life thing. Um, by the way, I'm in Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> yeah, that's yes, great. Please. Thank you. Um, and um, and we're at a place called Sushi Ya. Sushi Ya. Eight. This is either Eighth Street or Park Street. I think it's Eighth and Willamette. Willamette. Well, how do they say Hilliard? Hilliard. Hilliard. Okay, that's. A, I was like Hilliard. Close enough. Hilliard. Yeah. It's but we are here, and Mike is stranded here because the transmission on his van blew, and I am here because I am not stranded. I am mid tour. Yeah. I'm not stranded yet. Knock on wood. Yeah, but she wanted to do this thing. And she just was like, you know, we can't really book a tour with our kid right now, so let's just go and explore, busk, play open mics, meet people. And Eugene's been like the easiest place to meet people, honestly, mm -hmm. and talk to other musicians. And like, I've made so many contacts up here. How's the busking scene? You guys making good tips? It was okay. I mean, like, we can't go for very long because our son decides he wants all the attention. So it's like, okay, well, we'll go for like an hour and then maybe come up with 10 bucks, which... Ooh, that's <laughs> not good. During the farmer's market. But, whatever. It's, we're, we weren't really worried about the money, but, well, sometimes we were. We had, in slow, we had to, we had to busk for, for lunch because we had more van troubles in slow. So, it gets intense, as you must know. <laughs> it's intense. With a kid, it's totally different levels, but still, intense. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so, she's basically the same way. She'll just sort of be like, um, well, you can either go or you can stay. Either way, things are happening, you know. Mm. It, it's a fine line. I think if you're passionate about something, you're focused about something, you can't be too, like, just, there's so many distractions in life. I, I know that like being in a relationship with somebody is uh, more than just a distraction, but it can be. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't hold it against anybody who's just driven. You know? 
seems like you kind of hold it against yourself a bit. I mean, I feel like I'm gonna count my money right now if you don't mind. I'm not counting. I'm just gonna. Um, I'm gonna sort it so that it's face front because I I brought a huge deposit to my bank last week, and the poor girl like. I thought I'd done so good because I did like the bills like from large to like small, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I didn't have them facing all the same way, and so I had to watch her like switch the faces, and I just felt so bad. Oh my god, you felt bad. <laughs> That's her job, though. I know, but it's just like, like, come on, I could have, like, I yeah. could have just gone to the ATM, <laughs> and, and she wouldn't have had to do that work. Right. But anyway, um. So is that something you're working on, or is that something you're not really? Cons I mean, you seem concerned about it, like trying to leave um, emotional space open for others. Yeah, I just um, it was it's sort of disappointing because I um, I. I like took some steps and put some things in place that aren't really realistic for my lifestyle mm. and it's like I can't uh, I can't really afford to have people close to me who are like passive when I'm when I'm in this sort of situation thank you so much uh, like it works fine and it's really good for me when I can like be in the same place all the time and like when I just need somebody to like mellow me out, but like for how intense my life is and for how much work that I do, like I really need people who are like on the same page with me mm -hmm. in my support system. So I'm trying to figure that one out because it's like when you really like when you love somebody, like you make it work. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. It's um. But if I'm the one that has the problem, it's up to me to fix it. You know, like. Yeah. Either by, by being a confrontational asshole, or by like changing what needs to be changed in me. It's it's a hard thing, man. It really is, cause I, I quit drinking like in 2000. It's been four years. Hey, congratulations! <laughs> it was so you're like off fluids completely, like um, no no water, no miso. Yeah, yeah, no no miso soup, nothing that's Damn. liquidy. Yes. Uh, only like um, only like granola. Fiber all day. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, just very. You are dry, committed you know, to that constipation. You know what I mean? It's like I have shit in like four weeks. <laughs> it's like rabbit pellets. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but. After that, there was like a. Um, Thank you, you too. Uh, after that, I realized after like my whole 20s were drank away, I burned all these bridges, and somehow my wife stayed with me. Somehow. Um, I realized after that, uh, your 20s are for like figuring yourself out and sort of like try to put it together so when you're in your 30s you kind of got things figured out which is very general but um, I basically started as a like a child <laughs> I stopped drinking and I just angry and all like just super just just an asshole guy super asshole just so I had to figure out how to 
uh, like change who I was because that's who I was after drinking, you know, like after a chemical dependence. So it's super hard. Actually, you know what really helped me was microdosing. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Microdosing is when you take like a little bit of hallucinogen. Oh, okay. And so I did that for like two months and that actually helped me a lot. But, um, yeah, it's, it's like you're changing these habits in your brain that you've been doing over and over and over and over and over and you gotta like divert it now and like, mm. you know, build a dam so the water flows somewhere else mm. so you're mm -hmm. not just totally. the same, it's not eroding yeah. at the same yeah. thing. So it's a tough thing. It's been four years and I'm still like figuring it out but I'm a way more positive person and mm -hmm. I'm not so like just angry, I'm not just flipping out for no reason, you know, so. Good for you, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a work in progress, mm -hmm. but it, that's life, right? So, I don't know, what, what are some of the steps that you took to sort of start going in that direction of... Which direction? Well, you were saying that you want to, um, you want to sort of make changes in oh, well, who I mean, you are. I mean, what, have you tried, or are you just sort of like, just starting to realize that this is what you need? Sort of both, because like, I thought near the end of the last year, I was like, miserable. And I was just like, okay, like, I need to be home, I need to put down roots, I need to stop running. Um, and, and I tried that, and I like, it's just not me. And so now I'm like, okay, like, I'm back to touring, so like, kind of back to square one, and like, how do I do this? And have longevity and not burn myself out. Yeah. Um, and then just like realizing um, that I'm very like conflict motivated, sort of, or just like stirring stuff up, like helps me move forward and be motivated, if that makes sense. But like that's not healthy for a relationship. Yeah, you chaos is generally can be uh, confusing to some people. And so to like constantly try and like shoot for an ideal or like turn a relationship into like a workshop is just not healthy for anybody. And so trying to figure that out and like learning to not overthink and to not like obsess about things, which is really hard when you have like eight hour drives by yourself. Oh my god. And when yeah. you're bored of audiobooks. It's like really, really hard to not just like zone out and obsess and right. like, yeah. Trying to stay out of the bad neighborhoods in your, in your brain. Yeah, totally. And so I'm definitely like at square one of trying to rewire a lot of that stuff and just, yeah. Um, what do they call it? The Buddhist practice of being present? Hmm. Um, so what I would do when I was starting to flip out, I would recognize it, I'd be like, okay, trigger, okay, and then I would sit there and start thinking about what I ate yesterday, I'd be like, okay, I ate, okay, I woke up, I ate oatmeal, had salad, and then um, sort of work my way up to what I ate to the present moment, hmm. and sometimes that would sort of diffuse the... Really? Presence. It's a practice. Hmm. It's something you gotta practice. Meditation. It's it's a whole fucking thing. It's so much work. 
if I wasn't in a relationship with a kid, I wouldn't have been given a second thought. I'd just been an asshole. I, was just been, I would probably still be a drunk asshole. But, honestly, I would just be my selfish asshole self running mm -hmm. around bumping into walls constantly. So, mm -hmm. Whatever. Uh, so, I saw on your website the one album, but I saw on your suitcase you have like three albums. Mm -hmm. now, are those all just acoustic? Or I, I know some of one, the one song, the first song I think is called Birds. Mm -hmm. That I noticed you had like different voices. Mm -hmm. You had a dude's voice in mm -hmm. there. Um, and you had more instrumentation. Mm -hmm. Some of the songs, some of the songs were live. Um, yeah. So that's sort of like, I lead with that as like my first impression. I should be better about like on my website and like, I have other albums here! Go find them on my band camp! Which I think I might have it like in fine print somewhere. Yeah. But, um, oh yeah, there is a band camp link, I think. Yeah, so I've got like a bunch of projects that I've come out with um, in the years, but This Far Alive is sort of, it's the, the first impression one where it's just like, alright, this has two studio tracks that we're just like, Super chill for fun, done uh, at Steamboat Island Records in Olympia. Yeah, Sam Scarpelli, what up? <laughs> um, just really, really, really fun. Um, and then there's, I think, seven live tracks that I recorded in Brooklyn at a house concert. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then there's two bonus tracks at the end that are self produced. Okay. Um, and so it's just really, really nice, holistic. Like, here's what I sound like in different right. capacity. Um, and that came out last October, and I have since come out with, um, the latest one is called The Walkabout Sessions, and it's like 14 live songs I did at Walkabout Brewing in Medford, Oregon, because oh. I needed something new. Um, <laughs> Medford, okay, Medford, is the only thing I know about Medford is that there is a natural grocery right off the side. There you go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's all good. That's all I know about that. It's all. That's all you need to know, really. Wait, <laughs> uh, okay, hold up. Let's back up with the Brooklyn thing. You were doing house concerts. Did you do that like living room concert thing? Um, have you ever heard of it? Or, or was this just like a private thing? Are you talking about so far songs from a room? No, I was talking about because you said that you recorded at a like a private show, a house concert, a house concert in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So I was curious if you signed up on that website to sort of do that. Which website? Well, there's this website. I think it's called like Living Room Concerts or something, and you can kind of sign up, and then you just basically people can hire you to come oh. in and do. Have you? You had a success with that. Huh? Have you had success with that? We didn't try. It's $300 to just sign up. Oh, hell no. Yeah, right? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no. No, that's why I was curious if that's like what you did. So what, did you just have someone call you or you had friends or something? I, so that was during a leg of tour that I did with my friend Jeanette and she had booked that leg of tour. Um, and it was called the Flatbush Avenue Concert Series. And I got a recording out of it. Because I was bad. The recording's really good, yeah. and I had a really good time performing. Okay. But it was really educational so far as like audience etiquette for people in Brooklyn. <laughs> so concerned with their mustaches and their uh, single source coffee that they, uh, you know. Anyways, so it sounds like you just sort of. 
like to just sort of gather different parts for album, like just gather different um, recordings and just sort of mash them together and be like, here's another thing. I mean... I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like badmouth you. No, 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 it's okay. That's just what that one project was. Yeah. Like, that. the rest are all very, like the one before this Far Alive, um, I think it's 11 tracks uh, was Burn the Answers and that was completely self-produced like okay. all digital yeah. all electronic um, and it took me two years to make oh, wow. it's not good like, <laughs> like it's mine and I love it to pieces but it's uh -huh. not good you don't like it? Uh, you, so you're familiar with recording and, like, and stuff like that what, what programs do you use? I record in Logic right now Logic? Cool Yeah but I've been working since January on um, an EP with my friend Gavin in Los Angeles, and we're almost done. I'm really excited. Do you have to travel amazing. down there? No, of course not. <laughs> You're just recording and then sending. That's cool. Like I like I like those kind of projects where you just sort of like send the files back and forth, and then you just sort of see what comes of it. It's weird, but like I think it totally embodies the way our culture is going, anyways. Mm. Uh, digital. I, mean, mm. like, I don't know. It's just nothing. like nothing is holding back collaboration anymore. Right. You know? Exactly. Not so not you, can have, you can have podcasts over Skype. Yeah, totally. That's what I do. So I do a lot of that with. Because um, I travel a lot just, you know, touring and stuff. So I'll, when we play with other bands, I'll be like, dude, Skype. I, I like that. I like the. I, I like that, but there's nothing like sitting in front of somebody and like vibing. Totally, so, yeah. And unfortunately, we are going to that direction where it's like um, we just there's this digital space between everybody. It's sort of I don't know, getting together is kind of a weird thing. I just saw this meme where it's like I'm having people over later to stare at their phones. Stop by if you like, and it's just like a living room full of people like just staring at their phones, not talking or anything. Well, I just think that like that means you have to be really intentional about connection. And I do, um, the actual proper house concerts that I book are very much like, they're super formal um, and they're donation based. So it's free to host, free to attend. Oh. All you need to host is just, um, you need to have access to a space where a minimum of 20 people can sit yeah. comfortably. Um, and then you need a minimum of 20 adults. Yeah. And, uh, and I come and I play my songs for an hour and it's like songs and storytelling and like lately it's been like bits from my journal and it's just oh. super intimate and very connected and it's just like amazing and there's like an hour before of like pre-show connection and like people sort of like mingling and settling in and then there's the concert and then there's like anywhere from an hour to three hours afterwards where it's just sort of like people filter out and yeah. everybody talks and hangs out. Wow, so wait a second, you book these, like, as you travel? You, these are traveling shows that you put together? Sort of. Um, or is this, like, more local Seattle? Last year, I did... My first my first tour in 2015 was a house concert tour, and that was 20... 29 shows in 27 days. Something like that. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> and... That was like primarily house concerts, and then after that, I did, it was sort of like half and half, or like half of them were house concerts, and I would book like bars around that. Yeah. Um, and that was like I did a national tour out of that. Oh, okay. 
was super, it was really fun. I'm just, I'm just curious on how you even coordinate something like that. How did you like, uh, did you know people in that city and be like, hey, can I come to your house or? Sort of. The first couple of tours were definitely where like I was banging down people's doors and like, hey, like, do you want to host a house concert? Invite all your friends. Come on. Sort. Well, it's it's way more formal than that. It's just like I have to. They have to say if they're interested, and then if they're interested, then I send them this like really long PDF of instructions um, that I got from. Because it's it's a model that I'm using. Um, my mentors, Shannon Curtis and Jamie Hill. And they've been doing house concerts for like 10 years, so they have it down to like a science. Right. And it's phenomenal. <laughs> um, and so I use their model, and there's like a, a house concert host guide PDF that I send out, and they have to read that whole thing, yeah. and they have to agree to it. And then like the planning process starts. So, how do you even read? How do you even know who to talk to? I would just like look people up in cities I wanted to play at first, and now it's just like uh, I'll put out a who wants to host a house concert type thing? And yeah. this is where I'm going. Who wants to host? Oh, okay. But now I'm not as, like, I'm not chasing it as much because I really want it to grow organically. Yeah. So, like, I'll put the word out and all the people know, but I'm not going to harass people anymore <laughs> to host them. Yeah, right on. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I got a couple questions. Do you have to get going soon? Or? I have to go to the bathroom really badly. Bathroom. I have to pee so bad. Oh, okay, dude, can I'm we sorry. like pause this? Oh, totally. Oh, what up, dog? <laughs> yeah. And we're back. And we're back. What year is it? My God, <laughs> I feel like I've slept for a hundred years. Um, okay. What happened? Well, um, I got a couple more questions for you and then we can just end it. We've heard about Pay to play, but nobody ever talks about pay to pee. Am I right? <laughs> hey, like all around the country. Grapefruit. Grapefruit San Pellegrino was my toll for using the potty. Dude, I could buy one of those. Dude, I try to hit up like Albertsons or like Targets. Like when we first pulled into S- Seattle, this last leg we did, um, our son all of a sudden had to go poop, and we're downtown. And we're just like, what the fuck we got to do? We saw a Target, and I mean, granted, the whole time there was a homeless man in there, um, like, making guttural, like, weird <laughs> sounds in the corner, washing himself while we were trying to use the restroom. But he got it off, you know, so whatever. It worked. That's like where there is one, you know, like... When you're right. when you're in the middle of nowhere, or when you're busking downtown, or like driving, like driving in the mountains a lot of time. Yeah. I hate it when you're driving in like a high traffic area, but there's like nothing around. Oh my god. And so it's like you can't just you can't just do the like pull over and yeah. pee really quick because yeah. there's still people like going past. There's spots in LA that are like that, you know. It's just so vast of a city, but like, and you're just stuck there. It's a parking lot, but there's like nothing but like industrial oh warehouses god. all around. Yes. Oh my god, traffic and having to pee is the worst. Awful, awful. I think LA is. I think the worst traffic I've ever dealt with is DC, but LA for me is still like it's like I hate it. It's a. I don't mind the city, but I hate the traffic. It's like I, every, I also feel though like LA, you kind of know what you're signing up for. Exactly. You know? And it's like okay, like this is gonna be yeah. traffic. It's gonna be horrible. It's like I left at the wrong time of the day. Okay, well, let's deal with this. 
Yeah, it, the wrong it's, time it's, of the day being 6 a.m. to like 12 a.m. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we we were driving home. It was four in the morning, and we were stuck in traffic. It, it was on a on a Saturday night. Oh. Or no, no Sunday evening. Sunday evening. It was. St- it was Everybody like, trying to get back home in time to go to work. I don't. I don't know what the deal was. It was, it was stupid. I don't like it. Um, okay, so um, I guess these are just gonna be some quick ones. What's what is like a weakness in your music playing? Like for instance, my left hand sucks on the piano. So like, is there a weakness that you are working on um, musically, um, or something that you overcame in the past? That actually. Um... So you know when you're like in a plane or you're going up to high altitudes and your ear pops? Yeah. So I had a ton of ear infections as a kid, like so many, and I like had antibiotics for them. And every so often, um, always in my right ear, I'll get that like it needs to pop feeling and nothing I do will pop it. And so like all I hear in the entire right side of my head is just my voice reverberating inside my head. (laughs) And so I have no like, I always either feel like I'm trying to yell to like get it over like or, or I'm trying to like talk quieter because I feel like I'm talking too loud and I have like no and that makes playing really hard because yeah. then I can't hear I can no longer hear what I'm playing and then everything I'm singing sounds so awful wow um, and so that just seemed more like a physical thing that I mean that's like a we- that's a weakness <laughs> yeah no no yeah you're absolutely, I'm sorry I didn't mean to you meant like you. technical yes but that works um yeah, I mean, I've never thought I was going to be a guitar player, and I'm still like, working on that because it's not my primary instrument. I mean, it is now, but. It's just, what like, is your primary instrument? Voice. Voice, nice. Um, what is like a seminal album that sort of like changed the way you just the way you look at music? Uh, Elvis's thirty number one hits. Shut up, for real? Yeah. Elvis? That's yeah. tight. That is so cool. Yeah, when I was like nine, my grandma got me the CD and I was just like, Whoa. You know what's interesting? As many musicians that I talk to, um, you're the first one who was just able to draw that up like it wasn't anything. That's so funny. Like everybody's always like, it's just so hard because I love everything and everything's amazing. And my whole life is shaped by everything, so okay, we get it. Um, uh, let me see. Um, is, there, is there an album that you're listening to right now that is like on repeat? Or is there like an artist that you just... Ooh. Right now? Let me see. Let me see what's in my recently played right now. <laughs> I've been actually jamming Ray La Montaigne. Nice. Like, just on repeat. And the new Childish Gambino album. Yeah? It's amazing. If you haven't learned it. It's amazing. Uh, That's just reasonable. It could be, it, I mean, it could be any time. Basically, give me a second. Sorry. Sure, sure, it's okay. Um. Okay, so sort of the album that I keep coming back to, there's this um, vocal and electronic band called Aurora, A-R-O-R-A, not to be confused with A-U-R-O-R-A, who is a female vocal and electronic 
solo artist. A-R-O-R-A is, I think they're a five-piece, um, and they're, I don't think they're doing anything anymore. They just came out with one record, but it's so good. It's like the harmonies and the, and the songwriting, and it's just, it hits that sweet spot yeah. of just like, owie, <laughs> while being like very interesting and like intricate, and it's like, it's really good for studying harmonies. Oh, Ty, where, uh, where are they from? I don't know. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just like really, but that's um, that's what this is. I have a tattoo on my hand. It's Out like, is through. Mm -hmm. is, is that yeah. a song name? It's the name of one of their songs. Yeah. Right now, and it's just one album. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking look it up now. It's really good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jam that out. Um, and then so we're talking about you're working out now. So okay, and this one is my always my. Um, run-of-the-mill question that still played out but I, I still like asking it is like what how do you what's your writing process with a song like where does it start mm. see what I mean it's such a cliche question but it's still good I like it I mean when I'm in the middle of like a writing streak I'll be like oh man it's so easy like it just comes out and all you gotta <laughs> do is just like get centered and like get quiet and let it happen but like I've been in a writing dry spell for like six months, um, which is fine. I've been doing a lot of living and a lot of thinking and a lot of doing and playing. Hey, you gotta and refill the tank, right? I guess. I mean, I never really. I was never somebody who had to refill. I always was just like wow, you writing just all the time. Wow. Um, so this is a first for you, kind of. Kind of. Like there, I can also like look back and see like the, the chapters in my life where like my art kind of went quiet for a while and that's where I was just like pretty present. Um, but yeah, last night um, I finally started writing something and I got, it's like halfway done, I think. And so it's just, it, it usually just kind of falls out. Yeah. Um, and the key is to just stick with it and not not let the voice of like this is stupid get anywhere near what that I'm doing. Or like like this is stupid or this sounds just like this or like or like this is a wrong thought, you know? Right. It's just like I just need to remember that anything I do I can edit. Like yeah. you can change anything. If you write yeah. it and it yeah. ends up sounding just like that other song, like you can change that. Yeah. You can't change it if it's not there. Right. You just have to make it there. Yeah, there's something about just getting, doing the work, right? Um, have you ever read the book, uh, The War of Art, or The Art War, not The Art of War, but it's called The War of Art. And it's just this guy, who, he's a writer, and who didn't find success in writing until he was like in his 40s, uh, writes movies and books. Hmm. I think he wrote actually, what's the golf movie with Will Smith? That's on literally right now. Really? Yes. Is that what it's called? I don't know, but I just saw Will Smith and that's they were scoffing. Oh my god, that's, that's creepy. Uh, oh my god, I was just I looking over your shoulder. Oh, creepy. Oh. Oh. But he, um, he was, um, he just is like, it's a routine. He wakes up and makes his coffee and he talks about resistance mm -hmm. and he talks about how like your brain is telling you, don't do that. Let's just not do that. I mean, sometimes when you're writing and you have like a, you're on the street, 
it's like, oh man, you're just doing it. You're just living this moment, moment, just and it's all coming together like this perfect, you know, perfect piece. But then there's the moments when it's dry. So like when he's there is. There's Will Smith. There's Will Smith. There he is. Bagger Vance. Oh That's my so God. Creepy. That's weird. So yeah, so the guy who did that movie, it, he just fights resistance and he just sits down in front of his thing and he fucking types, um, writes. And Which like, is a lot easier when you're not driving all the time. Right. Or living out of a van or like when you're, right. when you have a kid yes. or you know, X, Y, and Z. Yeah, exactly. It's like pretty much exactly the same as working out, I think. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like, where are you going to find the time to do that living out of your car? <laughs> um, Okay, I'll, I'll, I have one more for you. What, what do you do like in cities and stuff when you're not playing? Like, what do you do on your downtime? Wonder. I don't generally have downtime. Oh, I don't okay. really give myself a lot of downtime. Um, but like, I try really, really hard to just like get work done. Yeah. And, like. Just answer emails. Emails. Yeah, I last tour I was really really good about just like the first half of last tour I was really good about like I had a routine and I like got up at the same time every day and I did some journaling and then I went and I worked out and then I showered and then and then I would drive to wherever I had to drive to and then I would do my my show and then I would hang out and go to bed and it was nice and it was like super confined to a routine and it was very like, very very present. Um, but I also, I was, I thought that was going to be my last tour for a while, and so I wasn't doing any, like, trying to book for the next thing. Right, right, right. And now that I'm just sort of, like, in perpetual motion, I have to figure out, how do I, how do I do that? And, like, but also, like, do at least 10 to 12 hours of emails a week. Yeah. How do I do that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and how do I carve out intentional downtime it's not just like flatlining like last night I I did this I played from 12 to 30 and then uh, then I went back to the place I was staying and I flatlined for a bit and then I was like I gotta do something other than lay on my back and look at my phone I gotta do something I gotta go get food so I went to go get food, and then that just like took forever, and then I came back, and then my hosts were making stir-fry instead of the food that I got, and I was like, I'll just wait for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, as a payment for them, I wanted to like give them a listening party of this, the tracks that I've worked on so far for the EP. Yeah. Oh, cool. And so I was waiting for that to happen, uh -huh. and so it wasn't until like, like 9 o'clock when I was finally like alone again. And I was just, man, like I wasted this whole day. Like, I should have been doing work. I feel the same way though. Like I, I feel like anybody who's driven is like, if their downtime is like, why am I wasting my time doing this? Like I, I should be doing that, you know. It's the, but I don't know, sometimes it sometimes it's important, I guess. Totally. But, but you do have to like you have to budget your downtime, you yeah. know, because like because it can easily get away with. Yeah, just like being on the phone and like zoning out. Yeah, because you could easily just lose an entire afternoon. Yeah, totally. Well, um, wonder. I yes, appreciate Mike. your time. Um, I know you're gonna get back to Seattle. You gotta get to Seattle. Thank God, no. Thank God, no. No. Just gonna go home and chill, chillax. I mean, I'll probably get home at like 
11 or 12, like Where's enough time to start an, a load of laundry and like put my ice packs in the cooler or in the freezer for tomorrow. <laughs> are, you, are you taking off again tomorrow? Where, and where are you headed? Going to Leavenworth for two days. Um, where's that? Uh, it's in the mountains oh, of sweet. eastern Washington. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Leavenworth and then... And then I'll be back again. It, I'll be back home Saturday night, which will be nice. But then I'm like leaving the next morning for Hood River. Okay. It's gonna be in Oregon for another week. Sweet. Well, that's the life, eh? Um, is is it okay if I play uh, like a couple of your tunes? Of course. Um, you got a couple that you that we should listen to. Oh, like. Yeah, you can introduce them. Oh, you no. mean just like have you like? Okay. Uh, Shoot. Shoot. Um, let's see. Let me think. Well, I think we should play birds. I like that song. Okay. It's the, I'm gonna, let's listen to the birds and we'll come back and then All right, one we're going to listen look. to Bird. This is my song about traveling that everybody really likes. This is a song <laughs> that, I, that I can't get away from. Well, you don't like it? I love it. I do. It's just like... I feel like I'm annoying people with it whenever I play it because I play it all the time. Oh, well, but people that's really good. like it. Yeah, I know. Well, that, that, that means yeah, if people give them what they want. I know, give them even if they, they want. don't want it. Sure. Right. Okay, so we're gonna listen to birds. Bird. And, and then, then we'll, we'll do the cracks in your skin after. What is it? It's the last track on the album. Okay, crack. What is it? The cracks in your skin. Cracks in your skin. Okay, let's listen to that, and we'll come back, and then we'll wrap up.
Wanda, uh, have a great trip back to Seattle and be safe on the road. And thank you so much for doing this. I know it was like weird that I just ran up to you no, randomly. It's but, totally good. But, um, good luck with your transmission and I hope you get thanks. to where you're going safely. I don't even know where I'm going. So, but safe. I will there you be safe. go. Be safe wherever you're going. Thank you so much. Right on. Thank you. And that was Wonder. Not Wander, not Wanda, not Wendy. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I apologize for all the background noise. We were at a restaurant when we did this, so it uh, got a little noisy in the background, but you've you've guys you guys have suffered through let's see uh i think i interviewed carlos paez in my van with assholes talking in the back um who was the oh jerry the tattoo artist that was annoying <laughs> um with the buzz of the tattoos and him talking about his needle he calls the raper that was a little off-putting as well so anyways hope you guys enjoyed the show this was the first show from the road i have uh, three more coming up and um i'm really excited to present them to you um next one is i believe it's either bentley michaels he comes back we do uh, a thing because he lives in oregon actually and that's he lived about an hour away from where i was at in eugene in salem uh and we got um we got another reggae band that I met in Eugene, and then we got an actual visual artist who does um, drawing with markers, and she has really interesting and unique stuff. So lots of cool stuff coming up from the summer, and um, I can't wait to share it with you. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Go to wespeakenglish.net, or excuse me, wespeakenglishgood.net. Or go to wespeakenglishgood at gmail.com. Write the show. Tell me what you think or not. All right. Well, that will do it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Be nice to your fellow human beings, especially, you know, thoughts and prayers for Vegas. Um, right now, uh, this country is in the midst of a shit storm. We, we had Vegas, uh, some guy opened fire onto a group of kids going to a concert, which... Um, I just found out that my cousin was supposed to be there. And while we were in New York City at our cousin, our cousin's wedding, he was actually supposed to be in Vegas at that country music uh, festival um, and staying in Mandalay Bay where the shooter was shooting people from above. So I'm really glad. Tony, really glad you're still with us, buddy. Um, love my family. Um, anyways, be nice to your fellow human beings. Don't shoot anybody out of the window of a mandalay bay um don't shoot anybody in general be nice uh it's it's a hard world out there so be extra loving love your fellow human being hj's for everybody bye